Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And today we're talking about something that's important that we kind of went back and forth a little bit on with the title for it because <laughs> it's, there's a lot of titles that fit in my mind as I'm approaching this subject. I'm thinking How do we about, talk about this? Yes. the right attitude mm-hmm. for recovery. And when I say right, I mean easiest, best for you, but also yeah. healthiest, healthiest, all around, all around. And Sherry called it, which is really good, maintaining your values throughout a recovery process, which Mm -hmm. is exactly what it is. Right. And so here's the context. Imagine a context where um, there's addiction, there's a D-Day or Discovery Day where something is learned about your partner that you didn't know before, but Mm -hmm. it could be, it's been a long time. Yeah. It could be, you know, that this is a problem. You don't know how big of a problem it is. And something is discovered, information is revealed, and it's worse, or it's still occurring, or you're just learning for the first time. Either way, it's heavy. And there's a lot of hurt. There's often anger. And so if we're working towards a reconciliation, at least if that's the idea, right? and we may not know exactly how this is going to all play out because we have to be showing up for each other, what is right. the best attitude to have for recovery? Right. You can imagine there's a lot of different options for attitudes we could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we see a lot of them. Yeah. This isn't even necessarily uh, related solely to an addictive right. recovery space. Right? Definitely. Any couple coming in for relationship issues um, can have some of these things that we're talking about where we want, okay, so what is going to be the healthiest attitude for the relationship to recover, um, in the best way? Yeah. And if we don't have the right attitude, again, it doesn't mean it can't possibly work or you're, you know, in some kind of big trouble. That's not it. It's just going to be a lot harder. So Mm -hmm. we talk a lot. If you've listened to our podcast episodes, you're familiar with certain language and phrasing and um, less effective versus like bad or wrong. And we want to turn less effective behavior into more effective behavior for both of you. So please don't misunderstand. This isn't about, you know, we're trying to make it better for your partner. This is about making it better for you. And that also makes it better for them. Yes. Which I think will make a little bit of sense uh, why we're putting that preemptive caveat on the, at the front here as we get into what we're talking about yeah. today. So as we talk about having values throughout the process of recovery, um, a lot of what we're seeing, so we'll give you a little bit of what it might look like in terms of, um, in terms of addiction and betrayal, but also you'll, you'll be able to see this very clearly in other types of relationship issues. So, um, 
a maybe less effective attitude in terms of um, an addicted person coming in for recovery. Types of things that we see in that space would be things like, oh my goodness, why is it taking my spouse along to like come around and why can't we just get past this and you know, geez, how long is this going to take? Definitely. That type of thing. I mean, we can go into a lot of different um, different attitudes that might show up there, you know. On the, But on the other hand, so those are typically fairly easy to pick out and it's easy to kind of point fingers there. But we also do want to talk about um, the betrayed spouse because we do see this as well, where because of the level of hurt and betrayal that's there, um, sometimes that turns a person into toward a space of anger and resentment that goes a little bit more long term, right? Where obviously anger is going to be a part of this process, or it ought to be naturally. Naturally, yeah. yes. Uh-huh. So as we're we're looking at this. But then as we're in recovery processes and relationship sessions and things like that, um, when we start noticing things where, where that spouse, that betrayed spouse is unable to hold space for, um, for the addict to be able to do anything right at all yeah. or um, are unable to, um, to believe in any type of genuineness there. What else, David, are you thinking that kind of comes up for you as you think about clients that we've seen? Yeah, that's a good one. And it makes sense. So the betrayed partner is often hurting a lot. Right. And very protective. This is what your body does naturally, right? If you get hurt, you go into kind of a hypervigilance to make sure it either doesn't continue or it won't happen again. And that's reasonable. That's not weird. Exactly. So we're not saying that that's bad yeah. or an abnormal thing to have happen or even unhealthy. Right. Yep. What happens sometimes though, is it can trigger, you might call it pre-existing conditions of sorts that often many of us have, we're, we're already maybe anxious or fearful. And so now we're really anxious and we're really fearful and we need to be protected because we don't want to be hurt. Right. But it often will create this environment where I'm very vigilant in observing everything that he's doing and saying. And I'm looking for threats or risks to my safety. And right. much more so than, let's say, pre-discovery. And so it's not like necessarily his behavior has changed a lot, but we're just seeing a lot. We're seeing it a lot differently on the other side. And again, that makes sense. And often what guys will do is they'll come in and they'll talk about how um, they feel like they're making progress and they feel like things are going better, but they can't do anything right. And they might do really well for a while and then one little thing and it's kind of all or nothing. And again, it makes sense because let's say she's trying to protect herself and Mm -hmm. she doesn't want, you know, these hard, hurtful things to happen again. But what happens if we get stuck in this pattern? Yes. And again, that's sort of the key here is we don't want to be stuck yeah. in this space. Yep. Cause then, and also sometimes we see, we'll see resentment and things like that, that are coming up and sort of fueling this space. So I think it can be fueled by fear or resentment yeah. or both, um, a little bit 
And it could very well be that there has not been a lot of needs being met in this relationship ever. And so it's totally appropriate that, you know, we're holding boundaries. We're learning how to clearly communicate what our needs are. It's just really hard when it's kind of a fresh wound and now we're in a recovery process. Mm -hmm. And I'm so hurt and so angry that like you just can't do anything right. And again, this is not all or nothing. Uh, it's more of a spectrum for sure. Right. So what is the right attitude to have for recovery? Yeah. And not for your partner, but for yourself. And I would say, you've heard before, right? If it's helping you and good for you, you're showing up differently and better. And so it really is best for your partner too. But that's not why we're doing it. We're not doing yes. this to give your partner a break. We think that they right. deserve a break and, you know, they've been, yeah. you know, deceptive or misleading or, or gaslighting or lying. It's not like we're trying to reward their behavior. Um, exactly. But we want you to receive the, the peace, the calm, the satisfaction that comes from living your values mm-hmm. despite a really hard situation that you're in. And how at the end of this process, you feel really good that that's what happened. Yeah. That's what absolutely. we want for you. And that's why we, you know, say this is about your values and how you want to show up in your life. And there may be times for sure that you might feel like, well, this is who I want to be as a person, but I don't want to show up that way in my relationship right right now. Right. Because of the, the pain and the, the trauma that comes up. And you probably even have instances of almost observing yourself doing and saying things that are uncharacteristic for you. Right. Almost in awe or, or amazed by what you're saying and doing or, mm-hmm. or the passion or the intensity behind what you're saying and doing. Right. Kind of like, who is this person? Is this a part of me? Like, I don't see them very often. Yes. So again, that, that who do you want to be in your life has to be a who you want to show up as in your entire life. Right. right. So we're going to have, you're going to have times when you're in that space. You're going to have times when you're angry and hurt and trying to protect yourself. And that isn't necessarily bad. What we Mm. want to do is move, be able to move um, through those experiences. We want to make sure that you've done the work on yourself and so that you can have that space to heal sufficient that you can start showing up differently in the relationship, maybe more the way that you would like to show up in your entire life. Definitely. And it's completely appropriate to say, wow, I am not saying doing acting the way that is best for me. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to pull back. I'm going to slow down. I'm going to take a break. And that is totally okay to take a break from communicating with them, from being around them. This may be like an in-house separation, Mm out-of-house separation. That's totally appropriate as you slow down and do a lot of the little things we've talked about, like the dailies and things that help you to heal so that you can show up in the relationship in a way that is congruent with who you really are. Yes. Despite being in a really hard circumstance. Yes. It's who you are. Yes, absolutely. And, and that is possible. I think sometimes people don't think that that's possible that I am, you know, if I get pushed in this direction far enough, then I no longer am able to or no longer have to live within that framework. Almost like I don't have to be responsible for this anymore. Yes. What happened to me is so egregious and terrible that I'm 
sort of off the hook for having mm-hmm. to continue to do these things. And and what I think we would both say in to that is that that isn't true, right? We are we're always responsible for how we're showing up, and that may sound like wow, that's just way too big of an ask, but as we're discussing, remember we've had hard too in our lives. We've had experiences too where it has been very challenging for us. And sometimes we've been successful and sometimes we haven't and we've had to fix that, right? But I think it's it's really important that this isn't just sort of us sitting back from uh, a high level perspective and view looking down on challenging circumstances and saying, Hey, you know what? You just need to show up better. (laughs) Right. Like we've been in the trenches, we've been through hard things and, and we're speaking from our experience of recognizing when we didn't show up or when we did show up the way we wanted to, regardless of the external circumstances. And there is, there is a layer of integrity and strength that comes when you can do it, when you can do that and show up in that way, regardless of how other people are treating you. And there are, there are boundaries for sure that are involved with that. There is this strength that develops and that strength and that peace is what we want for you. Right. So again, this, it can be hard to look at, at ourselves and how we're showing up when we are in distress and in pain and in trauma and say, Hey, how can I show up a little differently and a little better? But there is great strength and peace and that integrity of you living your values, regardless of what is going on around you. And, and don't be surprised if you look back and see that it was going through that, that actually taught you the most about how to show up in love despite the circumstances. You know, it's easy to say, and we talk about this a lot too, um, I can love someone and not be good at loving them. These are two different things. Mm -hmm. I can love you and have feelings of I love you, but based on what was shown me growing up or what was exampled or demonstrated or family of origin stuff, whatever, I may not have learned a lot about how love actually shows up. Um, did my parents say, I love you? Did they show affection? I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. So I can have feelings, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. So if we value being a loving person, you better believe that most of that developing into being a loving person will come in hard circumstances Mm -hmm. because nothing else builds love. It's kind of the, the other side right? It's a coin on one side is learning to be a loving person. The other side is pain and suffering and the things that we go through. But this is a pretty common philosophy. It's, it's this yin yang, um, opposition philosophy. It's really how it works. So as much as you may not want to hear this, especially in the moment, opportunities for growth are how we develop our values, how we learn by experience that they're worth having, Mm -hmm. that they're valuable, that they pay off, that being a loving person is actually better for me. This isn't about my partner. This is for me being a loving person. And that relationship I have with the person in the mirror is important. And we've neglected it for a really, really long time. Now, I don't want to just 
say this, like it sounds really good. And I think most people agreeing would be like, oh, sure, that sounds great. Like be a (laughs) loving person, live your values. And I can say talking to a lot of people, the ones who did this well, it was a much better process, even if the relationship didn't yes, work the out. The recovery process is much better. Much better. And they feel better about Individually it. Individually and, you know, couple-wise and just everything. Yeah, there's there's a great amount of, of peace and also movement. You move faster yeah. yep. as you are showing up in ways that are congruent, right? Like you can kind of imagine um railroad track going in two different directions at the same time like one of the tracks is going one way and one of the tracks is going the other way it's going to be really hard for you to stay on top of that you know you're going to split pretty easily but if you if you have that congruency and that integrity to with your values and what you're actually doing you're going to move a lot faster down that track so how i i don't know i'm not an expert on this one thing (laughs) we build for this and then I'm going to tell you I don't know well one thing I know for sure and maybe is the most important I don't know um, but has for me been the most important um, step one you might call it and we've talked about this again too but let me bring it into this context because yes I think maybe it's in this context that it works the most mm-hmm. or makes the most sense you have got to separate who they are from what they do Yes. And that is so hard for us to do, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, if you do this, then you are not necessarily at all. We don't understand um, everything in that person's life. And Sherry says this a lot, and it's true. When you understand somebody's story, they make sense. Right. But we don't understand everything, and so it doesn't make a lot of sense to us sometimes. But I can tell you that the spouses who pull this off where they're living their values and the recovery process is a better one are the spouses who have separated what their partner's behavior was from who their partner is. And it allows them to maintain a love for them, for who they are as a person. And while at the same time saying, hey, this behavior is not okay. Right. And holding boundaries and having limits. But yes. seeing that person, definitely, definitely. Um, but if you don't separate those two things, you, I don't think you're going to pull this off. I can't pull it off. I often have men in here who um, are going through a divorce process. Not too often. We, we try to avoid that if we can help it, but it happens. <laughs> and they will be weeping and heartbroken and it's very sad and I feel their pain and I I try to explain as best I can um, that she's not divorcing you who you are nearly as much as your behavior it's your attitude your words your behaviors over time that have become something she has to divorce or she has to let go she has to leave behind not just who you are, who you are. She married like who, she, who you are. She loves you. The divorce doesn't end the love. That's a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It's not a on off switch that I've discovered, but, but it's what you're doing and what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. So if you can separate their addiction or their, um, deception or their whatever they're doing that's not working for you from who they are and see them for who they are. I know this is no easy task. Mm -mm. I know it's not, 
But if you can do that, this will feel very differently. Yes. And you will maintain boundaries because this is not, it's okay for you to continue to take advantage or to continue to deceive or mislead or gaslight. No, 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 that is not okay. But you'll feel good holding those boundaries and saying, hey, I love you and I want you to do well. Um, This isn't working for me anymore. Mm -hmm. And you come away from that living your values and it will feel very differently. You won't have the desperation. You won't have the anxiety and the fear. And the resentment. Which is a hard way to be. It's a hard way to live. Justified, but not easy. And if there's another path, if there's another perspective here that's going to make a difference, why not? Right. Especially if it's your values anyway. Yeah. And you you get to decide. And you can look at both of those things. And do I want to live in that space of anxiety, fear, resentment, anger, you know, all of those things. I can choose that. Or like David's saying, if there's a better way, like, would you prefer to stand in a space of strength, integrity, and peace, um, regardless of the circumstances? Right. Those are, those are the spaces. And, and, and by the way, this applies to both sides. Right. I mean, how often is the addict feeling, um, you could say persecuted for, for lack of a better word, it's really heavy and it's a lot. And they're not being loving in return. Almost like they don't understand why their partner would be having such a hard time right now. Right. Which is interesting, right? Because it's it kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's a good exercise to say if everything you have done, she did, if we're saying him and her, right. you know, this can be the other. But if everything you had done, she did, like everything, all the detail, because you know the detail better mm-hmm. than anybody. Um, really, really, how would that make you feel if you just sit in that and think about that for a while? And then it, the hurt starts to grow and it makes more sense. And so this definitely applies to the addict in recovery has to account for the pain and suffering and anger and resentment that's showing up and not respond in kind and not say, well, see, now you're saying this or that, and you won't ever let me heal and you won't ever understand, or you're always going to hold this over me. Um, more empathy, more understanding for the pain that she's going through. So this definitely applies to both. You still want to show up living your values, even if you haven't been doing a good job yet. Right. I have yet to meet someone who has been deceptive and dishonest, but isn't teaching their children to be honest and to have integrity. (laughs) So I know they understand this value and that it is important to them. And they will be often the first to tell me, I have gotten away from who I am want to be who I thought I was. And that is a great place to start. Okay, let's go from there. Yes, yes. So what does it look like then if you are maintaining your values throughout? What does that look like? And that takes us back to, we've already talked about this in past episodes as well, how, right? Being honest and open and willing. And I think that openness lends itself to other words like being vulnerable. Yeah. Right. And creating some space for people to um, make mistakes and then fix it. Right. Um, And a willingness to see progress and change while still holding whatever boundaries are necessary because, yes, there's, you know, this amount of change, but this part is where we need to get to for me to feel 
uh, safer connected or be able to move forward in the relationship, right? We don't just say, oh, you did the one little box check, right? And so now it's all over, right? But being able to to see that and say, yes, I see the change and I appreciate that movement and have that openness there while also saying, okay, and I, I still have these boundaries for these reasons. Mm-hmm. And some of those will be, yes, like I see that, that you're doing that and I appreciate that. And it's going to take time before some of these boundaries change. Right? Yeah. So we want, we want to be able to, in an ideal and most healthy and um, fastest progressing relationship, we want both sides to be able to see and hold space where, where the other person is, where the hurt, where the um, distress, where the non-development in certain areas, you know, that hasn't happened because of addiction or, um, or other past, uh, childhood traumas to see that, to see the efforts that are being made and to genuinely hold space and be loving, um, and recognize those things and, and also still be able to then hold any boundaries that are necessary as the recovery process is, is happening. So if this isn't where you are right now, and if you are really struggling, you're really pushing like your head against a brick wall, you just can't seem to get to that space, you may need some more boundaries, some more space. You may need to take some more time individually for yourself to heal and to get to the place that then you can show up in this way, to show up in more of a loving way in the relationship. Uh, conversely, you may also be at the place where you have given and given and given and given and given and given, and you are no longer able to give more. You might just be done. Mm -hmm. You may, and that happens. Yep. We definitely see that. Um, and And again, once you understand the story, it makes sense. Right, right. That there has been so much giving and so much trying and you just may get to a place where you're just dried up and there isn't any more to give. But it's important to look at and consider where you are in that Mm -hmm. process and do what you need to do so that you can show up in a way that is consistent with your values whatever that means for you in this, uh-huh. in this situation. And the beautiful thing is, let's say your values are being a loving person, which I got to think anyone listening to this values that. <laughs> um, that is the best way to invite your partner to change. So we have these ideas of how do you change somebody and right. he's in these habits or patterns or behaviors that are less effective. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to invite him to change? Well, to be loving. Right. Again, not without boundaries, but to be exactly loving, where like he loving is boundaries are right. being loving. Definitely, right? they are absolutely. You're showing up in in such a positive way, right? That what would he do without you? Instead of huh, maybe I don't need this relationship. It's just a lot, of, a lot of negativity. It's a lot of fighting. It's a lot of arguing. It's a lot of, um, I, I just don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot of drive or motivation to to face those things in me that are scary that will help. But when you're showing up, living your values in a place of love and understanding and boundaries, um, boundaries. he'll want to be there. 
often when wives are like, he's not doing anything, he's not doing anything. And then we look at patterns of interaction or what's happening. It makes a little more sense. It's not an excuse for him not to do anything. That's not it absolutely. at all. Yeah, absolutely. Not. He's, he's got to sure. do everything. He needs to wear his life out trying to figure this out. But it will make sense when it's a lot of negativity and just not a lot of love. And so you'll feel better. It's the best invitation for him to change, whether he will or not. But right. this is about, at the end of the day, you and your relationship to you. Right. And this will help. Yes, so, again, yeah, throw that back in there. That's not why we're doing it, yeah. is to get them to change or right. whatever. But that is the greatest invitation to change. Yep. So just interesting, some food for thought, just to maybe consider um, where you are, where you want to be. And if you feel like you're showing up in the loving ways and the value-based way that you want to do. And if you're not, you know, again, take some steps towards that. Yeah. Maybe talk to your therapist about that. Really make sure that you are not confusing loving with lack of boundaries. Right. But combining those two in a really, you know, positive way where, where you can show up as your best self. Yeah. And it will bless everyone's lives around you. As you feel better too. Hopefully this was helpful. Right attitude for healing and recovering makes all the difference in maintaining your values. And so thank you for joining us. Yeah. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to two therapists talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at two therapists or email podcast at two therapists If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.